Good morning, Colorado. You're listening to the Daily Sun Up with the Colorado Sun. It's Wednesday, November 29th. Today, Colorado Sun political reporters Jesse Paul and Sandra Fish discuss a possible 2024 ballot measure that would overhaul how elections are conducted in Colorado. They dig into who is behind it, how it would work, and how political leaders in the state are reacting. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsor. On December 5th, First Bank and Colorado Gives Foundation are proud to present Colorado Gives Day, a one-day online fundraiser for local nonprofits. Since 2010, people just like you have raised $415 million, and over $53 million was donated last year alone. To elevate giving, First Bank and other sponsors have contributed more than $1 million to amplify every donation made, which makes Colorado Gives Day easily the best day to give. So let's start a wave of generosity. Donate at coloradogivesday.org. First Bank. Banking for good. Member FDIC. Now let's go back in time with some Colorado history. On this day in 1864, Colorado experienced its darkest day with the Sand Creek Massacre, a heinous attack on a peaceful Cheyenne and Arapaho camp by state militia. Amidst the climate of fear fueled by Governor John Evans and territorial political ambitions, Colonel John Shivington led about 700 troops in a dawn raid, killing over 200 people, plundering, and grotesquely mutilating the victims. Initially celebrated in Denver, the massacre later provoked widespread condemnation and a congressional investigation. In 2007, the site gained recognition as the Sand Creek Massacre National Historic Site, and in 2014, Governor John Hickenlooper issued a formal state apology. Each November, descendants commemorate the victims with a healing run, marking the event as a profound and sorrowful chapter in Colorado's history. Before we continue, right now you can support the Colorado Sun in a big way during our winter membership drive. When you become a member now through December 17th, Colorado Media Project will provide a one-to-one match to double your impact for a total of $5,000 in matching funds. Join now at coloradosun.com join. Next, our feature story. Hey, Fish. How you doing today? Good, Jesse. How are you? I'm good. So today we're going to talk about a big proposal, an election overhaul that's being offered by Kent Theory, the wealthy former CEO of DeVita, the Denver-based dialysis giant, who's been really active in Colorado politics and democracy initiatives in recent years. And he's put a lot of money behind ballot measures to try and change things up. He's the reason why there's an unpresidential primary in Colorado, why unaffiliated voters can vote in partisan primaries. And now he wants to do what I think is effectively his biggest change yet. Tell us about what his proposal is, Fish. Simplistically, he wants to create a single primary with everyone on the ballot where everyone gets to vote for one candidate. The top four candidates there would go to a general election where voters would use ranked choice voting, ranking candidates from their fave number one to number two, three, four, if they want. So sometimes this is called a open primary system with Democrats, Republicans, unaffiliated, potentially candidates all running on the same ballot, top four vote getters advancing to the general election. Yes. And, you know, it's worth noting that Alaska, for the first time, used this system in 2022. It does some other things, too, like some versions of this ballot measure would get rid of 
the vacancy committees used to fill vacancies in the state legislature, which are often a small number of people, like a couple, three dozen, who get to choose somebody who's going to serve in the legislature often for two years. And these proposals would get rid of the caucus system. Instead, all of these candidates who want to be on the primary ballot would have to petition on the ballot by gathering signatures, which for in some instances under the current state requirements is pretty expensive. So I had a few other things that the, these measures would do that I want to highlight, right? Is it would let unaffiliated voters sign on to those candidate petitions, signature petitions that get people ballot access. And there's also this interesting thing that, that we just learned about where it would basically ask state election officials, local election officials to quickly count ballots on election day, start counting ballots as they come in, which is a little bit of a change from the way things are. More to unpack on that in a story that you can read at coloradosun.com. So Fish, what does Ken Theory say about why he feels these are necessary? He thinks that a lot of extreme candidates get elected through party primaries, either the Democratic or the Republican primary. And and they're often in, in safe seats when that happens. The primary is the general election. Like when I lived in Boulder, the, the Democratic primary pretty much decided who was going to go to the state legislature. And so he's trying to take that element out of it. And he, he would say, this allows more people to run. He really claims it's a, a moderating sort of effort. And and there were some national groups behind him, one of which he's the co-chair of. Um, Unite for America is this group that he's been involved with and, and promoted, helped get the Alaska system passed. Um, he's co-chair of that. And there's another national group called Open Primaries that will be supporting this effort. Okay, so how are politicians and political leaders in Colorado reacting to this? Are they in favor of it? Or are they skeptical? What, what are they telling you? This may be one area where Democratic Party Chairman Shad Marib and Republican Party Chairman Dave Williams agree. They think that it makes it easier for wealthy candidates to win. And if you just stick to the petition route without any sort of reduction in the number of signatures or anything like that, potentially that's it. I mean, sort of at the base of these claims also is this suspicion that Theory wants to run for governor as an unaffiliated candidate, and this would make it easy for him to spend his money to do that. Um, His spokesperson said that's not the case. People have said that about his initiatives in the past, and he has not done run for anything. One of the interesting criticisms that that I read from you and the unaffiliated this morning was from State Representative David Ortiz, who's a wheelchair-bound uh, Democrat from from Littleton. He was injured in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan while he was serving in the army. And I hadn't really thought about this, but he said, "Look, if you get rid of the caucus and assembly route and you make people gather petition signatures to to make the ballot, it's really inaccessible for people like me because gathering petition signatures is yes, it's expensive, but also." can involve going door to door, standing for hours at at farmers markets or parks or outside grocery stores. So that was another interesting point. So I think, you know, this is so far reaching. It would be such a major change to Colorado's election system and the way that things work here, the political system that I think we'll probably hear and see more concerns about it come up as this moves down the process. And I guess, Fisher, can you update us 
about what what comes next for this. The legislative um, branch is going to offer up suggestions and feedback on this next Tuesday morning to the people who filed it. And there are three different measures. Like I said, I explained in the story, they're slightly different, but they're going to offer feedback. These these things may be revised multiple times. I think that um, eventually they're going to have to choose one route. They may have to break these things up because as several people mentioned, like Representative Ortiz, it doesn't seem like it is a single subject which is required by the Constitution. You know, eventually this goes to the state title board, which also takes up, is it under a single subject and decides whether or not it can be put on the ballot. So there's a long way to go before these guys even get to the point of paying to collect the signatures. All right. Well, we know you'll be keeping track of it. Thanks so much for joining me today, Fish. Appreciate it. It's good to talk with you, Jesse. You can read more at coloradosun.com. Finally, here are a few stories that you should know about today. Attendance at Colorado arts and cultural institutions is still struggling to recover after taking a dive during the pandemic. A new survey by the Colorado Business Committee for the Arts looked at 285 institutions across the state between 2019 and 2022 and found attendance dropped 15% in Metro Denver and 22% in Colorado. Entertainment spending fell too, with Colorado households spending on entertainment dropping to about 5% of their overall budget, or about $500 less per person. That's just under the national average and more than one percentage point lower than 2018 spending levels in Colorado. A Denver nonprofit is responding to a looming homelessness crisis with a new $38.5 million homeless shelter for teenagers and young adults. The Urban Peak Project was funded by the city, state, federal government, and donations. The four-story building in South Denver has giant windows, high ceilings with exposed wooden rafters, and an upper deck with a view of the downtown skyline and the Rockies. It will replace a dark and dingy one-story building where staff feared the roof would cave in and young people were crammed into stacked bunk beds. It is slated to open up next summer. A woman who was shocked in the back with a taser while lying on the ground in Pueblo last year is suing the police officer who stunned her and the police chief. Christy Gonzalez, who was suspected of stealing a vehicle, is accusing the police department of failing to report excessive force by the officer to state regulators. The federal lawsuit filed says that even though the police department found Corporal Benny Villanueva used excessive force against her and another person several weeks later, it withheld the information from the state board that oversees who was qualified to serve in law enforcement. For more information on all of these stories, visit our website, coloradosun.com. And don't forget to tune in again next time. The Colorado Sun is nonpartisan and completely independent. We're always dedicated to telling the in-depth stories we need today more than ever. And the Sun is supported by readers and listeners like you. Right now, you can head to coloradosun.com and become a member, starting at $5 per month for a basic membership, and if you bump it up to $20 per month, you'll get access to our exclusive politics and outdoors newsletters. Thanks for starting your morning with us, and don't forget to tune in again tomorrow.